You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 277. I am uh, Tim Robertson, and I am podcasting alone today. I know our schedule has been kind of uh, screwed up here on the show for the last month or so. Uh, I did a show by myself. David's done two shows by himself. Um, and for 275, David and I did a show together. And um, it's kind of a, you know, professional and personal reasons for that. But I thought I would uh, start off this show a whole lot different than uh, the normal tech fan. And then uh, after a after our little break, we'll uh, come back and resume our regularly scheduled goodness of uh, technology. So the reason that I have been um, missing a couple shows, uh, and then David did them by himself, wasn't work-related, unfortunately. Um, my, uh, my mom passed away, and... Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's not easy to really, I, I'm trying to, I've been struggling how I wanted to talk about it here on the show. And David went through something very, very similar just recently when he lost his dad. And David and I are at that age now where we start losing people close to us, family members. You know, in my in my case, my mom, and David's case, his dad, and it's not always an easy decision whether you want to talk about it on a show like this or really any other show. It's it's a really personal thing. But David inspired me when we discussed his dad on the show. And, you know, I didn't, I haven't really ever discussed my mom much. I had a fine relationship with my mom. We got along fine most of the time. But like any sibling or any uh, parent child relationship, it's, you know, it has its ups and downs. And my mom and I definitely had a few of our ups and downs. But for the most part, she's my mom. And, uh, my mom had a lot more struggles than most people. When uh, I was two weeks old, she had a massive stroke, and she wasn't supposed to live. Uh, the, her doctors at the time said that it's, it's almost unheard of to survive what she had gone through. But she did survive, and uh, from 18 on, she couldn't move her left arm. Uh, she walked with a limp. Her left side was paralyzed except uh well her arm was and she made use of her left leg now growing up i accept it it was my mom so i didn't think of her any different she was as capable of pretty much everything as any other person but the problem was the stroke caused epilepsy and the medications that the doctors prescribed and more importantly the dosage in the 70s 80s and a little bit into the 90s 
was way higher than they should have been prescribing. And this medication um, pretty much destroyed her liver. And there was a time in uh, the early 2000s where mom looked like she had a permanent really good tan. And it was because her liver wasn't functioning properly. And so recently, a few months ago, she started retaining water. Um, her liver wasn't working correctly, and the water that she was taking in, and not just from drinking water, but the food you eat that has water in it and everything, it had to store it in places, and it just found cavities in the body to put this water. My mom was uh, not a big fan of hospitals, which... I'm sure you can understand from the little bit I told you about her medical histories. Turns out back in when she had her stroke, they could have done a lot more, but her doctor was really incompetent. And uh, caused a lot of the problems that she had to live with later in life. And she never sued. It's not the kind of person she was. Um, but she dealt with it. Now, my mom was 64 years old. Now, a lot of you may be in that age group or even older. I'm 46 myself, and uh, 64 is way too young to die. But die she did, just this past Monday. So she dealt with these problems her whole life, and... The liver failure led to other things, and this water retention was really kind of the catalyst to get her back in the hospital. And they removed most of the water. But by this point, it was kind of too late. Even if she had gone to the doctor right away when this water problem started, it probably would have been too late. Um, it seems like it was very, very quickly from when she was rushed to a hospital and I had to leave work early because I got this call to the time she died, although it was about a month. She went to a local hospital here. They took her to University Hospital at the uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan University. Uh, great hospital, but man, that place is so huge and confusing. You have no idea. Those who have ever been there understand. I parked in the wrong area, went into the building, and literally walked to her room from that building. And I was inside this building the whole time, and I worked, walked over a mile. It's crazy. Uh, from there, she was put in a rehab facility. The insurance uh, cut that off after about four days. And they were going to send her home. But she had a complication. Turned out it was pneumonia. She went to the hospital again and they determined there really wasn't much more they could do for her she was approaching end of life so she went into a, uh, a hospice and it was a great place and uh, she was only there about a day before she passed and I was uh I, you know, I was right there at her bedside. You know, my dad has, hasn't been taking it well. And my job now is to be there for my dad. 
Um, my dad's a very strong guy. You wouldn't believe the feats of physical strength that I saw him do in the 70s and the 80s. Never met a man more powerful. Uh, and when I say powerful, I mean that. I mean, this guy was, is one of the strongest humans you'll ever meet. His shoulders were the size of my thighs. And he's 5'10", 5'11", just a little tiny inch or so shorter than me. Um, Vietnam vet. Went to military school. Saw things in Vietnam that nobody should see. But strong, tough. But to me and to my mom, loving and caring. And... He didn't handle this with my mom well. So that's why I didn't do the show last week. Um, my time was at the hospital, and it's been a very long October. And so that's why I wasn't on the show uh, last week. We knew the time was pretty much there. And, uh, you know, I had to be the strong one. I'm an only child. I don't, I, I, there, I couldn't share this burden with a sibling. Uh, obviously, my wife Julie's uh, been there for me, but my job was to be uh, the strong one and uh, help my dad. Honestly, that was my mom's worry, is my dad. Um, he didn't want to lose his wife, you know. He was a guy who entered a military school when he was 11 years old because his parents separated and they just shipped him off to military school. They raised the two older kids, but with him, they just shipped him off. By the way, my when I say my dad, he's not my biological father, but he's my dad. He's the man who raised me. And uh, his name's Tom Robertson. And obviously I took his name at a very young age. He married my mom and then uh, legally adopted me. I didn't live with my mom until I was five years old. I didn't know she was my mom. I was with my... Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, so he was a very strong guy. But, you know, when your parents ship you off to military school and you go from there directly in, into Vietnam, which he volunteered for, he wasn't drafted, but all his classmates weren't protesting the war. His classmates were cadets, you know, they... It was expected that they were going to go into the military, and at a time of war, they volunteered. he That's what he knew. And he had married uh, a woman, a teacher, before he went into Vietnam, and she divorced him while he was in country. And when he was discharged, he was stationed in Fort Custer, Battle Creek, Michigan, and uh, he never left. He was a bouncer in a bar for a while. And uh, while he was doing that, he met this 
young girl who was, uh, you know, she was disabled and she was fighting for custody of her son and uh, he still fell in love with her and he, he married her and they were, you hear the words couple brandied about a lot, you know, two halves of a whole, that sort of thing. They really, really were. He needed her like you wouldn't believe, and she obviously needed him. He was the man of her dreams. And uh, I started living with my mom and dad when I was five years old, 1975. I, I remember the day that, you know, I, I started living with them. I was with uh, who I thought was my biological father up until I was five years old. His mom was a Cherokee Indian. And his it was his mom, and to a lesser degree him, who uh, raised me from a couple weeks old until I was five. My first words weren't necessarily English. They were uh, American Indian. I don't remember much of it, to be honest. Um, but I do remember it was nighttime. It was, uh, it was dark. And I'm in the car with that guy. I'm not even bothering to say his name because he doesn't matter. And uh, we pull up at this house, kind of out in a rural setting. And he says, you remember Diane? I said, yes. And he said, well, that's your mom. I said, okay. I'm five years old, remember. And he says, well, you're going to live with uh, Diane and Tom now. And so that's how I moved in with my mom and dad. Pretty traumatic, I know. Um, and it could have had, you know, a sad ending, but it was the beginning of happiness for me. They were wonderful parents growing up. I've talked about, you know, playing video games, and I remember the Christmas, and I had a great childhood. I know some people, you'll hear stories, they had a horrible childhood, and they were abused, and that sort of thing. That was never my childhood. I had a fantastic childhood. I, I have zero complaints. The only complaint that I could have when I was a child was I didn't get as many toys as I would have liked. <laughs> but that builds character. You don't always get what you want in this life. Um, they were great parents and my mom's disability never, never impeded her ability to be a great mom. I think about it with one hand. She taught me how to tie a pair of shoes. One hand. Could you tie your shoes right now with just your right hand? Bet you'd have a, a pretty damn hard time of it. Well, she did it and she had to teach herself how to do that because she had a stroke. She wasn't born without the ability to, to, to run or to use her left arm. It happened to her right when she turned into a, you know, adult and, uh, she was a, she was a good mom. I had a great dad. And so without any siblings being an only child, when something like this happens, and I, I've known for many, many years that mom was going to precede dad, um, in death, Unless there was an accident or something. And knowing that, you know, as I got more intelligent as I grew older, um, I knew what the likely outcome was going to be. And I knew she wasn't going to live into her 90s or anything. But still, 64. 
way too young. So I've been, I've prepared myself, you know, for this for many, many years. And, uh, does it make it easier? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I don't have any experience the other way where it's sudden. Um, I, I can tell you the, the last month has been very trying. And I can tell you my dad's been relying on me in a way that he never really did before. And I, I don't see that, you know, ending. Because, you know, being an only child... I'm all my dad has left now. And, you know, I, I promised my, uh, I promised my mom I would take care of dad. She knew that. She was, uh, lucid and communicative, communicative. She could, whatever. Um, up until about two days before she died. And, you know, we talked quite a bit. She knew it was coming, but she fought for as long as she could, as hard as she could. Uh, and that's because of my dad, you know, she wanted to stay with him for him for as long as humanly possible until she simply couldn't anymore. And he would not leave her bedside just would not do it. I, you know, part of me wished I could have stayed by her bedside the whole time too, but I have a family myself and kids and I have a job and, but I was there when she passed and it's weird to think you're glad when someone finally passes, but she was in so much pain and, and the last two days wasn't really her. Her body was still there, but she wasn't there until the very last minute. Dad wasn't eating very well. He wasn't getting any sleep. I mean, half the time, you know, these hospital rooms, there's a chair, and he was sleeping in a chair for days. The worst was when he was at University Hospital. It was a very small room, and you know, it was starting to take a toll on him. And yet, he didn't complain about his discomfort. Because he was there for her. Right to the very end. And he's still not taking it well. He's still... He's a strong guy, and he's putting on a good front, but... And I wish there was more I can do, but like I said, I've got a family, I've got a job and life does go on and, and it'll go on for him as well. But you know, he lost his soulmate. He lost his partner. You know, they were together for 40 years. Well, more than that, they were together for 42 years. And, of course, I lost my mom. She didn't really understand all the things that I was doing on stuff like TechFan or, before this, the MyMac podcast. 
they weren't tech people. Um, you know, if, if mom had to program her DVR or before that the VCR, or they bought a new stereo equipment or whatever it was, I was always the person that had to set it up. Even as a kid, <laughs> they, you know, that, that VCR, the first one they bought, they would purchase would blink 12 o'clock if the power went out until <laughs> I fixed it. But even though she didn't understand, uh, she got the gist of it. She knew I was a writer. You know, she saw that I was a published author. She saw for a while that I ran my own business and she understood the podcast. She, she just thought of it as a radio show that I had been doing now for over a decade and she was quick to remind me um, a few years ago when I was kind of quietly celebrating 10 years of podcasting that when I was younger, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a DJ on the radio. She said I used to uh, record little fake shows on uh, a portable cassette player talking at it like I was on the radio. She goes, I used to do that all the time. I honestly didn't remember doing that. Uh, and she wished she had those tapes, but I would use the same tape over and over and then listen to it back. Not unlike what I do now, I guess. So she didn't understand the technologies or, or even how to use them, but she understood the output, the end result. And uh, she was very proud of me. You know, in, in some respects, she lived her life vicariously through me because she simply couldn't do a lot of the things. She was robbed of so much from having that stroke at such an early age. And then physically not being able to do as much as she would have liked to do because of that. But she always encouraged me to, uh, to move forward, to do it, to try it, to... Always encouraging. And when I would accomplish something, of course, I wanted to show her. She's my mom. And uh, she was always very proud of me. She was very happy that, you know, I, she has four grandkids. So when I say that, you know, I, I'm it for my dad, it's not really true. He has me and Julie, and he has Cole and Brooke and Brittany and Rachel. He's got more of a family now than he did when he first got together with my mom. So that's why the show has been sporadic on schedule the last month. That's why that uh, hasn't really been my focus. And I'm sure you can appreciate that. But that's why, that's why I decided to do a solo show uh, for 277 here. And uh, get really personal. You know, I, I've talked about personal things before, but this is kind of at a different level. And uh, in some respects, I think it's easier to do it by myself. Uh, but obviously, uh would have been even better, I think, uh, to be able to talk to David. Keep me more on track instead of rambling like I've probably been doing for 23 minutes. So with that, um, I'm going to take a quick break here and then, uh, we're going to get back into the tech stuff because there was a big Apple event 
and life moves forward at the end of the day. We we reflect, we, we look back, and it's okay to be sad, um, but you can't dwell on the past. You can't you can't just live the fact that your your a parent has died and then everything stops because it doesn't. And as a father myself, I can't I can't dwell on it forever. I can't be sad forever. I've got to be a dad to my kids. I've got to move forward. And part of moving forward is uh, you know, professionally and this show and my Mac.com. You know, it it's these are things that I hope outlive me, you know, eventually, 500 years in the future, when I finally pass. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm sure some of you will, you know, send condolences and stuff like that. Let me just say I, I really do appreciate it. Um, but let's, uh, let's move forward. We'll be right back. Autumn. No, no, Gaz, it's no, no, fall. No, that wasn't, no, 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 that was, it's got to be quicker than that. Okay. It's autumn. Gaz, no, 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 no. It's fall 2016, and they're still going. In spite of whether you like it or not. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Color. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could probably edit those a bit closer and edit that out, but that doesn't make any sense leaving that color. Color. <laughs> well, I, I, I just think that it goes along with the show. Okay. <laughs> no, keep people will be guessing. Saying, everybody will be saying, what's that bit at the end? <laughs> They'll be saying, did you listen to the last MyMac.com podcast? Color. <laughs> <laughs> Back here on the Tech Fan Podcast 277, uh, sponsored this week by MacSales.com. They got a really cool Halloween sale going on right now. So if you're listening to this prior to Halloween, October 31st, you really should check it out. I'll put a sh- link in the, uh, it's got four days as I record this. Four days, three hours and 44 minutes and five seconds, four seconds, three seconds. Okay, there's a timer. I'm not going to read it all the way because then the show would be four days long. Uh, really good sale, to be honest. There's some really, really cool stuff in here. Um, used Macs. Elgato Smart Key. Those are pretty cool. You, it's a little fob you put it on your keys, and then you could find use your phone to find your keys. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's only twenty three seventy five. That's uh, sixteen bucks off. You can't beat that. Really, really great stuff from MacSales.com. Ooh. That's kind of cool. They got an H squared TV tray mount for the fourth generation Apple TV. You know, I still don't have uh, the fourth generation Apple TV. I was kind of looking at that because, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a few minutes about the Apple announcements. Um, but I'm more seriously considering an Apple TV, a new one now. And, uh, this mount looks pretty cool. I'll put it right on the wall and, or setting it up on the desk, maybe. 3275. That's not bad. Uh, but really the, wow, this is a good deal. 
you can get a 480 gigabyte, so half a terabyte Neptune. Uh, it's from OWC Solid State Drive, a Neptune drive for only 117 bucks right now. That's a good deal. That's really killer. If you, if you're still running a standard hard drive in your Mac and uh, your Mac supports you know the the laptop drives, the two and a half inch, <clears throat> OWC has the new Neptune Neptune line, which is uh, more price focused. Uh, you still get the great quality, and uh, it's ten times faster than a hard drive. Uh, this is it's pretty cool and. It, Let's be honest, 400 gigabytes, uh, 480 gigabytes, for most people, that's going to be plenty. Uh, You could go down to 240 gigabytes for $79 or $69. Wow, $69. That's that's dirt cheap. So we want to thank MaxSales.com for supporting TechFan. Listen to this mouse. Hear that? That's my scroll wheel. What is this? This is a, a Logitech mouse. It's a wired one. I don't know. You know what I ought to do is jump on MacSales.com and look for a new mouse because it's really kind of annoying sound, isn't it? I'm, yeah, I don't like that. That's loud. Oh, well. i got to replace it eventually, and MacSales.com is a perfect place to do so. Oh, look at that. they got a mini stack, the classic mini stack, 4 terabytes for 180 bucks. 4 terabytes with the enclosure. That's a... It's got USB and FireWire built in. So if you've got a classic Mac Mini, that would be a really good solution for you. And when I say classic, I mean the one that's not so thin. Because Lord knows they still haven't updated the Mac Mini. Ugh. I would say don't get me started on that, but you're going to get me started on that. That's it's crazy. Anyways, uh, thank you, MacSales.com, Otherworld Computing, for supporting TechFan. And we would encourage our listeners to go to techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com. Follow the link over to this Halloween sale going on right now. and Save yourself some cash on some cool, cool stuff. Uh, we do have some feedback. We've been a little lax lately. I've got uh, two of them that I want to get to. Uh, the first one is from Donnie Yankelo. And uh, he wrote, I thought I'd comment on the new iCloud features in Sierra. I've been using them for a while on my laptop, storing my desktop and documents folder on iCloud with a backup. I have to say, it has been working great, and I really like it. I have been seamlessly transferring files from my desktop to the laptop and back, and easily transferring files to and from my iPad. I might draw something on my iPad I have found using iCloud is the easiest way to get it off and where I need it. Sure, I could use Dropbox, with i, but with iCloud, I don't even have to think about it because I just save it to my desktop or documents folder, and it is done in there. Of course, now that I've said all this, uh, it's all going to go downhill from here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't trust it, Donnie. Um, it was a story that was posted right before the Apple event at 9to5Mac, and it's a horror story of using this feature in Sierra and on uh, iOS 10 that it it basically nuked one of this guy's computers. It it just arbitrarily decided since he didn't have enough space on the laptop that he did on his desktop, iCloud decided what it was and what it was not going to put on his laptop. One of the things it didn't put on there was the settings for his mail program. Now he was he's not using a- Apple Mail. 
Uh, so he effectively couldn't use that, and it completely filled the hard drive. Uh, he couldn't even take a screen snapshot because the hard drive was completely full. Apple traditionally sucks at this sort of thing. It's really bad. And one of the things that I didn't even think about this guy on 9to5Mac was talking about was that by default, Dropbox puts the Dropbox folder in the documents folder. That could be a big problem because a lot of people use Dropbox to transfer files between Macs and you might have one at home and you might have your portable, which has a much smaller hard drive. And of course you don't put everything on there. You just have it in Dropbox. So when you need it, you just pull it over. Except if you're running the iCloud service and Dropbox is in that documents folder, it's just going to nuke some things. And because it's syncing between two Macs, you could lose it on the Mac that you originally saved it on. Uh, I'm happy it's working for you, Donnie. I simply would not trust it. I don't think Apple's earned uh, my trust in, in syncing files and using their cloud services. It's just... They're really, really bad at it. And for a company the size of Apple that has their resources, quite quite frankly, it's inexcusable. Uh, Alyssa Paselli also wrote in uh, on the Twitter. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at TechFanPodcast. Uh, Alyssa wrote in, I, I bought a smart TV and regret it. It's more difficult to use. I much prefer using the Fire Stick. Uh, I get it. To me, however, the Fire Stick was uh, more limited. Uh, the Amazon TV is okay. Um, the Amazon Fire TV, I should say, is okay. But at the end of the day, I, I kind of wanted to consolidate. And I really like the smart TV features in the LG that I talked about a few weeks ago. It works extremely well. The picture is fantastic, being 4K. Uh, it's one less box that I have to put up there. But that being said... The new Apple TV, hmm, well, I don't want to say new. It's been out for a while now, but they keep making it better. And during this Apple announcement, and by the way, thank you very much, uh, Alyssa and Donnie, for uh, contacting us here on TechFan. If you guys want to write in, uh, you can send us email, show at techfanpodcast.com, or simply go to techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com and leave a comment in the show notes. Uh, we'll pull them from there and read them here on the show. Um, Apple had this big event focusing on the Mac, except it didn't open with the Mac. Uh, it actually opened with the Apple TV. And they have a new app on the Apple TV, which is also going to uh, roll out for iPhone and iPad, called TV. They're super great with branding and, and naming apps, TV. And it's kind of a unified interface for all the different streaming services you may have on iOS. And iOS, of course, is what runs the Apple TV. They call it the well, Apple TV OS or whatever, but TV OS. But it's it's iOS. And it looks pretty cool, except, of course, it doesn't work with uh, Netflix. Netflix is not participating and being the number one streaming service in the world. Hmm... Will they eventually? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it looks like a pretty good app, to be honest. I like the fact, let's say, look, I have Showtime, I have HBO. Let's say I'm watching a, a show on on my Apple TV, uh, Game of Thrones. 
Uh, I stopped watching it there. I could pick up my iPad and pick it up right where it was left off. And because it, iOS supports this, um, this login for all of those services in one central location, TV, you just go to that one interface. You don't have to open the Showtime app or the HBO app or the Amazon streaming app or any of that thing. It's all right there in one interface. And it's only showing you content that's you have access to this. It's not going it, to, there's no rentals or stuff like that. It's just, it's your content that you can watch at any time because you already subscribe to those services. I think it's a brilliant move. Uh, I think that this is probably what Apple's been negotiating with, with the different studios all this time. And it looks like it uses, uh, supports, at least here in the U S all the major players except Netflix. And that's at the end of the day, for a lot of people that might be the deal breaker because you still have then two apps. If you want to watch Netflix, you got to launch Netflix. Anything else, you just use the TV app on your Apple TV or iOS device and um, willy nilly pick what you want to watch. Uh, it does have a curated thing. So if you like this, you might like that. Uh, I think that might be a lot of Netflix's hold up here because when it comes to curated content, Netflix is there. That's what they do really, really well. And they don't really need Apple's help. I think all the other companies, all the service and content providers really could use Apple's help here because they're all pretty terrible, but Netflix does a really good job. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of hit or miss for me, whether this is going to be something really cool or really bad. Now this app comes out in December, so we've got at least a month to wait a little longer. So the proof will be in the pudding. Let's let's check it out when it comes out and uh, see if it's as good as Apple's demo made it out to be. Uh, let me pause this for a few minutes. I'm not going to drop another ad in or anything, but the fan on my laptop is starting to ramp up, and I want to let it cool down before that fan starts getting any louder. So through the magic of pause and resume, you shouldn't notice any difference. Well, that was weird. For whatever reason, my microphone is not working on the other channel, but it is working on this channel. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but sounds like it's okay right now. I'm just going to continue on and uh, finish this episode before something else weird happens on my Mac. I need a new Mac, I think. Anyways, uh, my son Cole woke up while uh, between that little stop right there and uh, he's in the living room playing on the ipad and he promises me he will be quiet while i finish this episode so the big news really coming out of the apple event was oops the uh update to the mac pro oh sorry no they didn't upgrade that uh, the last upgrade was like what three years ago so yeah no upgrade to that they actually did upgrade the mac mini the oh wait no yeah, no, uh, no upgrade to the Mac Mini either. So that's uh, no iMac upgrade, of course, uh, and no MacBook Air upgrade. So, yeah, what did they release? Well, they did upgrade the MacBook, and well, no, they didn't. Actually, the MacBook was upgraded about six months ago, seven months ago, somewhere in there. So it really didn't need an upgrade. I'm being being uh, facetious, of course. They upgraded the MacBook Pro line. 
And they really released three machines. They released kind of the entry level 13 inch for 1299. And, uh, that really, they updated the, the processor. That's pretty much how they really did. Uh, the big news, of course, is the new 13 and the new 15 inch MacBook Pro. And I gotta say, they're, they're pretty cool. The big news, of course, is the force touch trackpad. No, it's not. It's, it's really not. <laughs> the, the touch bar and touch ID. The two big things with the upgraded 13 inch and 15 inch MacBook Pro. I gotta be honest with you. If I used my laptop as a laptop and I, I don't, I use it more as a desktop with a bigger monitor plugged into it. I'd be much more excited, but stepping back from my personal feelings and needs, these are really cool upgrades. Uh, they're a lot faster, uh, still only stuck at 16 gigs of memory, which I, I don't understand, but whatever. Uh, but the touch bar really looks cool. Everybody that's listening to this have already seen the demo. You probably, if you didn't watch the keynote, you probably watched a few clips of it. Uh, or even the Apple ad that they released about the touch bar. <clears throat> I think this is a really, really super cool feature. I really hope, and I know it's never going to happen, that they would bring it to an external keyboard. And they're never going to do that because I would love to use something like this uh, in on a regular keyboard and not built into the Mac. I think this is a... Um, this has the potential to be a game-changing upgrade in laptop technology. And Apple obviously really harped on that and pushed that as the message of the day. And I don't think they're far off. I think having a retina-displayed uh, LED bar that's contextually sensitive, i.e. it changes according to what app or what finder uh, you're in, and you could change it... Um, with a push of a button as well. I think that could be a huge game changer uh, on how you use your MacBook Pro. You know, they gave a couple demonstrations. The I personally I think the uh the DJ one was really super impressive. Adobe showed off uh, Adobe Photoshop that supports the touch bar. That was really really cool. And the lady who I don't I don't have names in front of me. The lady though who did the Adobe demonstration, she blew everyone off the stage. She was so good up there. She she was fun, uh, earnest. Um, she was really good. I, I enjoyed her presentation the most. Uh, although Craig did a really good job as well. Federici, he did a really good job. It, it was a simply one of those times that Apple does something that really is revolutionary and we'll look back at this moment, I think, and go, wow, that's when that that's that changed things. I hope we get there because I really do think that this is a super cool feature. Really also, uh, really awesome. But the other thing is they put four on the 13 and the 15 inch uh, MacBook Pro, four Thunderbolt four ports, or, I'm sorry, Thunderbolt three ports. Now, it's the same as USB-C. It's the same plug. So if you have a USB uh, monitor, a USB-C monitor, 
you can just plug it right in. That's pretty cool. I thought that was honestly, I thought that was fantastic. It's it looks like this is the upgrade that MacBook Pro users have been waiting for. Um, with the touch bar, it starts at seventeen ninety nine for the thirteen inch and twenty three ninety nine for the fifteen inch. So prices have gone up a little bit. Um, I don't think those are prohibitively expensive. Not really compared to what you get. Still a little bit more money that I'd be willing to pay for a laptop simply because I don't have need for a brand new laptop. I have need for a 27 inch 5k retina display. That's what I, that's really what I need. I'm, I'm, I need to talk to MacSales.com about that. Um, I don't know. I think this is a really cool upgrade. Not everybody is happy. Uh, of course you, you're not going to please everybody, but I really do think that this is, this is a worthy upgrade. I, it's kind of weird that the MacBook Pro now comes in silver and space gray. The space gray kind of intrigues me. I still don't know why. Why not black? Make it like the the matte black iPhone 7. That would be really cool. But I, I want to see the space gray, see if it's... Because uh, it's, that one's the one, obviously, that I'm interested in. The silver is... I, I would assume it looks just like the currently shipping MacBook. And by the way, these ship in just a couple weeks. You can order them now. Uh, I think shipping now is up to three to four weeks out. So people are definitely ordering these things. They're going to be popular. Um, I don't know. Some, you know, I saw some Twitter posts, people going boring. I'm, I'm a long time Apple user. This is boring. I tell you, you, people have got to temper their expectations. I, I don't think anybody really expected Apple to upgrade the entire Mac line. Um, I am, a, I am very disappointed that they didn't upgrade the Mac pro. That's almost insulting especially at an event where Apple is really focusing on the creative professionals with this new line of laptops and the touch bar. And yet their professional level machine that is very expensive is three years old. It's, it's kind of a joke and Apple should be hanging their head in shame about that. It's just, it's unacceptable either kill the product Apple or upgrade it. But to leave it as it is at that price point is insulting. It really, really is. Shame on you. But I think the upgrade to the Mac Pro is brilliant. So how do you square those two things? Well, like, I don't know. I think not upgrading the Mac Mini at all is a shame. Uh, and the, what is going on with the MacBook Air? It's just kind of languishing there now. I don't... I don't even see how it fits in their product categories anymore. The the MacBook has kind of supplemented it as far as, you know, power and speed and, and definitely screen and keyboard. It's just a better machine, kind of. So why not kill off the MacBook Air? Because it's making money? Well, then upgrade it. You're doing a disservice by not upgrading. At least put a faster processor on the Mac Pro. Put a faster processor in the Mac Mini. You don't have to advertise the fact. You don't have to give it 10 minutes on, of screen time during the keynote. But to do nothing with it. All in all, I would say I, I would give this keynote and these announcements a B-. minus. High marks for the new TV app on iOS. 
and high marks for the new MacBook Pro, but completely failing marks on the Mac Pro, MacBook Air, and the Mac Mini. The iMac was updated about a year ago or so, so okay, I understand that that's probably fine where it is, although they would, I wish they would get rid of the Fusion Drive and just put a pure SSD one terabyte in there. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's hit or miss. And, you know, the, the new laptop is amazing. If I was a laptop user, you know, I am. That's my main Mac is a 15-inch MacBook Pro, but you know what I mean. If that's If I use it as a laptop, I think this would be... I'd be all over this. This is a, this is a really cool machine. And from reading firsthand accounts of people at the demo and actually playing with a touch bar, they say it's just, it's amazing. They couldn't stop touching it. So pretty cool and bad news. Kind of what you expect from Apple nowadays, right? Honestly, it's kind of what Apple's always been like. They, they're very finicky about this kind of thing. I don't, I don't understand their business model when it comes to the Mac. I really don't. Um, but I guess you can't argue with success, although everyone keeps saying the Mac sales are down. So maybe this will reverse that, and they'll uh, put a little bit of time, energy, and engineering on the rest of the product line very soon, because if that Mac Pro gets to four years, I'm starting a new joke Mac Pro website, I swear to God. Anyways, that is... Uh, the Apple announcements. Um, what do you guys think? Are you happy with it? Disappointed? Did they upgrade the machine you want? Let me know. Let David and I know. Send us an email, the show at techfampodcast.com. Or, of course, like I said earlier, you can leave a comment at mymac.com or techfampodcast.com. Uh, we'll copy them and uh, read them here on the show. I really would like your opinion on that. Um, in the meantime, we're going to wrap up this episode of tech fan. We encourage you to uh, subscribe in iTunes or the Google play store. Um, love feedback. Like I said, if you have the time, give us a review in the Apple iTunes podcast page. That really helps us a lot. And uh, make sure you visit our sponsor, MacSales.com. In the meantime, uh, David and I, I believe we'll be back together next week. Uh, after Halloween, so we're going to be in November and looking right at the Christmas shopping season, uh, getting started in full bloom. Is a MacBook Pro in in your uh, Christmas wish list? How about the Apple TV? About one of those? Uh, I do have some new tech items to talk about. Uh, I got a Braven uh, Bluetooth uh, speaker, and of course, I did finally get that TomTom Tom watch that I talked about a couple weeks ago. Haven't even put it on, but ugh, what a cheap band this thing is. It's just not real impressed on the initial look-see, and I haven't even put it on yet, so we'll see. So it's going to be an uphill climb to, to move the Apple Watch off my wrist for TomTom. Tom. With that, we're going to wrap up the show. See you in a week. <laughs>